Amazon's Bizarre Bazaar, Strange Final Chapter for Tech Giant's First Bricks and Mortar Bookstore by Todd Bishop, as appeared on GeekWire on March 7th, 2022. Best book club ever, read one sign inside Amazon Books at Seattle's University Village this weekend. On the bookshelves below it were products including an electric one and a half liter ceramic kettle, a sugar dispenser, and a marble cheese slicer. Elsewhere in the store, shoppers browsed items as varied as a plush baby shark, a light bright, Funko figurines, a USB mic, game consoles, a smart fitness scale, a Wi-Fi router, and kitchen scissors. There was not, as far as I could tell, a kitchen sink. Yes, there were books in this bookstore, but they were surrounded by a cacophony of commerce. Looking around the seemingly random array of products, it felt like a bookstore subsumed by a variety store, an experiment gone awry, or more likely, an approach influenced by two different executive regimes. No wonder Amazon is pulling the plug, I thought to myself. This is one of 68 Amazon stores that will close in the weeks ahead. The company said last week that it will shutter its Amazon Four Star, Amazon Books, and Amazon Pop-Up retail outlets, focusing instead on its grocery, convenience, and fashion stores. It was not always this way at University Village. This bookstore was Amazon's first full-fledged physical store when it opened in November 2015. Long before Amazon Go convenience stores, Amazon Fresh grocery stores, or the acquisition of Whole Foods Market, this was a major move into bricks-and-mortar retail by a company that made its mark selling books online. The importance of the store was illustrated by Amazon's secrecy in advance of the unveiling. The company used the codename Project Ann in the blueprints to keep its identity under wraps. Multiple layers of coverings inside the store thwarted GeekWire's creative attempt to peek through an upper window using a camera on a pole. After it opened, curious shoppers lined up around the block to see what was in the 7,400-square-foot store. What they found at the time was a temple of popular books, a selection of top-rated titles from Amazon. We've got this great information that can help people find books they love in a different way, said Jennifer Cast, then vice president of Amazon Books, during our first tour at the time. It's a great mixture of art and science for us, she said. Books were shown face out with review cards underneath them, providing the opinions and assessments of Amazon.com's book-loving customers to help in-person shoppers make their selections, as Cast wrote in her introductory message about the opening of the store at the time. The store also featured Amazon devices when it opened, but that was about as far as it went beyond books at the time. More than six years after the University Village store opened, all of those original elements are still there, but Amazon Books is a misnomer. In reality, it's a hybrid between the bookstore and the Amazon four-star retail concept, featuring highly rated and best-selling products from Amazon.com. The scattershot approach also feels like a misfit in the context of the upscale University Village Shopping Center, with highly focused specialty shops and showrooms from major brands such as Tesla, 
Allbirds, Aveda, and Warby Parker. Research analyst Michael Pachter, managing director at Wedbush Securities, told us after last week's announcement that Amazon's decision reflects the realities of bricks-and-mortar retail and shows the limits of Amazon's abilities. They clearly hoped for synergy between retail and e-commerce grocery, and it hasn't worked, Pachter wrote in an email. I think they pulled the plug on other physical retail because they realized they just aren't good at it. Amazon Books VP Jennifer Cast left the company in 2020. Steve Kessel, the longtime Amazon executive who oversaw the expansion into bricks-and-mortar retail, departed the same year. Amazon earlier this year hired former Tesco executive Tony Hoggett as senior vice president of physical stores. However, it would be wrong to dismiss the Amazon bookstore as a complete mistake. Like any good experiment, it showed the company what worked and what didn't, and it set the stage for what was to come. After the announcement, my colleague Kurt Schlosser talked with Amazon Books customers who were sad to see the store go, and not just because it spells the end of the shopping center's last remaining bookstore. Several said they used it as a convenient hub to return Amazon products purchased online. One said she also appreciated the variety of products. During my visit on Sunday afternoon, I was not able to find the book I wanted, Stolen Focus, despite the fact that it's currently the number one bestseller in the category of social aspects of technology on Amazon.com. I did find the book recently at my local indie bookstore, Secret Garden Books in Ballard, and I wanted to get another copy for a friend. However, at Amazon Books, I did find a charging cable that I'd been meaning to buy for the house. And before I left, I experienced Amazon's real retail expertise, the underlying infrastructure for seamless payments and checkout. The Amazon One system quickly recognized my palm, which I registered long ago at the original Amazon Go store in Seattle, allowing me to walk out of Amazon Books without touching my wallet or my phone. I had a similar experience last week at Seattle's Climate Pledge Arena. Even if the Amazon Books retail concept did not work out in the end, this store and others provided Amazon with an additional footprint to test the Amazon One palm reading system beyond the company's grocery stores as it seeks to license the technology to other retailers. As Amazon founder Jeff Bezos once said, if the size of your failures isn't growing, you're not going to be inventing at a size that can actually move the needle. On the butcher paper roll above the register inside Amazon Books on Sunday was another piece of wisdom from author L.M. Montgomery, famous for Anne of Green Gables. Isn't it nice to think that tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet? You can read the full story at geekwire.com. Let us know what you think about this format at podcast at geekwire.com. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. We'll be back soon with a new episode of the GeekWire podcast. I wanted a career in IT, but I didn't know where to start. WGU makes it simple. Their accredited online degree programs cover all kinds of IT specialties, and they have valuable industry certifications built in at no extra cost. The payoff? Having those certs back up my degree makes me look even better to future employers. A nonprofit university that includes top industry certs in their programs? I choose WGU. Learn more at wgu.edu backslash IT certs included.